All right, inappropriate Earl back, back for more after uh, last night's amazing uh, roast battle, which was a real all timer. If you have the time, go in the comedy store or uh, at roast battle Periscope feed uh, because it was an all timer. Me and Joe Dosh took it to another level. Joe came out with uh, the Mean Boys to a Village People ensemble dance number. And I came out in uh, tribute to Triple H and walked through the crowd. And, and then me and Joe had uh, possibly the greatest undercard battle ever in roast battle history. And that's saying a lot because uh, there's been some great undercards. Uh, but uh, check out that. And uh, Joe will come back next week for a recap. But today we have, uh, you know, and this is what I love about L.A. comedy. You know people you see on the scene at mics and shows and just in passing, but you don't know them. Uh, and I saw this guy, I think, originally at Kill Tony when I was the Iron Patriot uh, guest. Uh, I wasn't uh, the full-time Iron Patriot, but I was a guest Patriot and because uh, the original Iron Patriot was like losing his mind or something and <laughs> He went 51-50 off the deep end, and uh, so Tony and Red Band started having guest, uh, I guess, fill-ins, whatever you want to call it. And I saw this guy. I'm like, wow, this guy's really funny. And uh, it's hard to be funny in one minute. It's hard to be funny in one minute in front of uh, not open micers. I don't like saying that because it's kind of a dismissive term, but uh, in front of other comics. It doesn't matter what level they are because, you know, they're all thinking about what they want to say. Uh, they're not really listening to you. Uh, sorry to break that to you guys <laughs> and girls. But uh, so I, that's where we met. And then we see each other a lot on the scene. Uh, we did a podcast recently. Uh, the Mean Boys. No, no, I'm sorry. The International Bad Boys. Sam Tripoli, Steve Randolph. Uh, and uh, so we got to know each other a little bit better. But he's here today on Inappropriate Earl. Uh, give it up for the great Brett Banta. Thank you so much for having me, Earl. You're awesome. Uh, my name is Brett Jason Banta, and I'm excited to do this podcast. Yeah, well, it's it's good to have you on because, uh, you know, one of the uh, things I like having uh, this podcast for is to expose my fans to, uh, you know, comics I think are funny or, you know, musicians, whatever your gig is. And uh, you've got an interesting story, you know, uh, kids, you know, it, you don't meet many uh, comics with kids, at least that own up to them. <laughs> uh, and uh, you, you're hard, one of the hardest working dudes I know on the scene. I always see you out at, at Mike's shows, uh, the comedy store a lot. And, uh, and I think... What I love about this podcast is I don't plan one question. You know, I just like it to feel like it's two guys or a guy and a girl, whatever, at a bar talking. Because, yeah. uh, you know, I'm not a great interviewer from the standpoint of, hey, tell me about, uh, <laughs> you know, this is not the Phil Donahue show. Yeah. But since I don't know much about you, uh, tell the inappropriate world uh, about yourself. Like, did you... What got you started into comedy? I, I, uh, I mean, you mean doing it or just being stoked on? Well, like what got me started into comedy was my friends who all worked at agencies and managers and all that stuff saying, dude, you're one of the funniest people we know. You should be a comic. Oh. What? Uh, and you know, in the fourth grade play, I got a huge laugh. Oh yeah. And I, 
I, I, uh, I've always kind of, um, I don't do well at work and, uh, I don't really, um, I've always been fired from every job I've had. I don't last too long there. And, uh, yeah, I just, I, I can't really, I, I was kind of like, uh, trying to be funny. Um, but someone told me if you try and be funny, that's death, but I just like getting reactions from people. Uh, if I work, if I worked at like a dot com, I would take paper out of the printer and I would put layoffs today and then put the paper back, thread it back in the printer. So like two days later, people would be stirring, you know, in the office or, um, when I was young, I liked Carol Burnett, like watching, uh, that show three's company with Jack Tripper, the physical, physical humor, uh, I'm boring you already. Um, no, no, but this is like, people want to like, yeah. you know, because famous comic stories have all been told, you know, we know Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle's story. Like, oh. I think people dig hearing someone like you, yours and mine. I mean, I'm unknown. Uh, like, no, man, you're getting, dude, you're, well, I'm getting there, but man. you know, I mean, we're all on a path. Oh. Uh, but I, I think it's fun to hear someone's story. Your story is going to be fresh to people. You mentioned Phil Donahue and I used to watch Phil Donahue and just drink beer. I would not eat anything all day. And I watched uh, Phil Donahue at four o'clock and, uh, I loved it. I love listening to interviews. I like, I mean, Maury Safer just died from 60 minutes. 92. I'm a huge 60 minutes fan. And, um, I like drinking beer and just listening to stuff. But I, I think with comedy, I always wanted to, but I was too insecure or afraid to pass by the comedy store or the uh, the improv, uh, and I I think when I stopped drinking after two years, I went and wanted to try open mics and um, and I took writing classes. I took a lot of writing classes. Where? Um, oh, I can't remember the name of the teacher. Like it was UCLA Beverly Hills. or yeah, isn't it it Beverly Hills? It was very expensive. It was like five hundred eighty dollars for an eight week class. I took that twice and then I couldn't afford it anymore, but that writing um stories and about real life made me it just made me i'm like oh, i'm gonna try to write jokes and one-liners and that's where i did like when i was young uh, i did like a belt and the bat joke about my mom and then from that you know when i was young my mom would say you want the belt or the bat and i'd say how about breakfast like that i started doing like one-liner stuff someone told me do not do material on the podcast so i will not so let's try you can that. though no i mean like i don't care what that's the beauty of, of this podcast uh, i don't care what people do uh okay you know but i do remember w- when i saw you on i don't remember the jokes you told to be honest you know because i think <laughs> it was about no it was like a year and a half ago i think yeah it was uh, a while ago so uh-huh. but i remember going wow this guy stands out from the people i'd seen uh on that like on that particular show I, I don't remember one other person from that show and that's not a knock on them it's just yeah, yeah. oh no I, I remember you being on that show i was definitely intimidated because you were standing to the right of me and then i was like i was super new like do i look straight and ahead and and uh yeah the kill tony was great i mean that uh i bit that comic big al gonzalez uh i think he's in san antonio now he's like brett you should sign up for kill tony like they're gonna tear on you but they they might give you constructive criticism and uh, it was great to do Kill Tony and meet you and uh, and Redman and, and Tony. So that was a I good, mean, at least that was, I got to get up at the store, which was awesome to to do that. Yeah. And the store's never been better. I mean, it's, uh, 
Yeah, but what about last night? I mean, I mean, last night the OR was completely sold out. The belly room is beyond sold out. Yeah, but I heard you killed. I heard you guys had the most amazing battle. You and Joe Dosh. Yeah, Rick, I mean, Cossack told me that today. He was there. It was. Uh, you had a great intro. He said you had an unbelievable intro. Well, I knew Joe was going to come out. You know, with uh, he has a podcast called The Mean Boys with Connor McSpadden and Keith. Uh, I almost said Keith David from Keith Carey. They live, uh, but yeah, oh. Keith Carey. And uh, I knew they were going to have, and Tom Goss, uh, okay. and uh, I knew they were going to have an elaborate intro. And uh, you know, I was like, "Wow, I'm I'm just one guy. Uh, I got to do something uh, <laughs> that will, you know, uh, create some memory." So I'm a big wrestling fan, and uh, although I don't like Triple H from the standpoint of uh, how the WWE treated Sting, who's my favorite wrestler uh i will say triple h is a great bad guy he plays a great dick and uh, so i (laughs) came out to his music and i think i'm the first uh battler to walk through the crowd uh up around into the vip area and judges climb over the judges and uh and then we had a great uh and the room was going nuts i mean it just like it was like a wrestling crowd and uh the judges were all great you know eddie if joe DeRosa, the big jay ogerson who's a maniac and kirk fox awesome i i heard that i think um, rick told me that you and joe actually teamed up you joined forces to battle joe DeRosa. Yeah, it was like, uh, you know, obviously me and Joe Dosh are like killing each other. You, you know, you're gay, uh, Earl. You like, uh, you know, uh, you know, fat girls Rat. or whatever. Uh, you know, well, fuck you, Joe. No, fuck you, Earl. And then uh, Joe DeRosa is like, uh, he's so fun to engage because he's got a, he's just really funny, and obviously he's a very successful comic okay. but uh you uh you, you know you really do roast the ones you love and and i love joe and and so i started ripping into him he's ripping into me and then joe dosh came over to my side of the stage and we put our arms around each other and started zinging joe DeRosa. and then moses uh-huh. just he's moses is a great host I yeah mean, no. that show is going to make him a star uh because it's just, uh, you know, there's you have to have a likable host to host roast battle. Yeah, man, Brian's so, awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and he's like the nicest guy. Uh, yeah. And it, there's so many, you know, moving parts to that show. And, and a lot of it's based on not hate, but like, you know, uh, shit talking, I guess. So you need someone to be like the nice person. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, last night was magical. And uh you know, you should get in on a roast battle. You because roast battle, I think, is uh, it's not necessarily one liners, but uh, I think one liners work the best. Yeah, you know, just quick jabs. A couple of people have said, Brett, you really need to do it. I I got. I have to admit to your audience, I am a pussy about. I have. I'm embarrassed to try. I'm. I think at one point I will do it, but I like I would roast my mom or stepmom, no problem. I, if they could fly out here, I would do that, no problem. Um, but yeah, I think writing, I feel like it's difficult to write hardcore zingers toward people. It's I, tough. I, I, I mean, mean, to really, you can tell in the roast battles when it's like, it's just people just kill. It's and brutal. So, yeah. And you have to, uh, like for Olivia Grace, um, I probably had 
I think because our battle got delayed a few times because of uh, certain situations at the comedy store happening, okay. uh, that uh, I ended up writing 406 jokes for her. Damn. All most of them shitty. I mean that, but, but that's how I write. I don't know you about write you. Write a lot. Yeah, you gotta, that's how I write my stand-up. Is uh, you know I try and write five jokes a day, and they're mostly one-liners. Just you know, like right now uh, I have the TV on for those of you who can't see and. There's uh, they're showing uh, protesting prote- the ra- Trump rally yeah. protest. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's like a wrestling crowd right now. So I'll, <laughs> I'll write a joke about that. Yeah. Uh, or a couple. And uh, and that's how, what I do for roast battle. Like for for Joe last night, I wrote for a one round battle. Uh, you know, I knew we were going to get four or five jokes. I probably had 100 jokes. Wow. Most okay. of them. I would say probably 80 of them unusable. OK. Just hacky gay jokes. Uh, you know, uh, I think one of the, and it's what I love about roast battle and you'll find out too, like, you know, the first joke you write, you think, wow, that's pretty funny. You know, like, I think the first joke I wrote on Joe was, uh, Joe's, uh, sober now, which is great. The only shots he takes now are in his ass. And I thought that's either going to be the opener or the closer. Yeah. And fast forward three weeks later. I was like, I can't use that. It's not good enough. So you really progress like, you know, Over time. Yeah. Uh, like if you and I were to roast, you might come up with the line about me on the first day. Okay. Earl is whatever. And you know, three weeks later, like I can't use that. It's yeah. not good enough. Yeah. So that's what I love about it. Yeah. And those, the, the battles go, they're either amazing or there's some that are like not as exciting, but most of them are pretty awesome. Yeah, just I mean, it's a, tough. I mean, you get, I mean, in the fir- early days of the show, uh, you uh, you had some battles that were pretty bad. But, you know, it, it's, I think uh, Moses had to pretty much put up anyone who, want, you know, not a lot of people wanted to do it. It's yeah. scary. Yeah. Uh, I know. I, I was going to say, putting yourself out there, um, it looks like the guy's running for his life. Yeah, we got a white guy running from the cops. <laughs> who who would have thought that was ha- would have happened? <laughs> <laughs> this is Orange County, so there's not one black person out there. Uh, it's the OC. Well, there's one. Yeah, he's uh, walking on his way to the courthouse, I guess. But uh, putting yourself out there, man, is like balls. Like, yeah, roast battles. Like, I feel like for me, that'd be like ha- taking a shit on the 50 yard line at halftime in the Super Bowl. Like, I would just, I would be nervous uh, about making sure I had like well written jokes, which is very difficult to do. Well, no, it's, you'd be great. I mean, you're a great writer, and. Uh, you know it, it's it's really dealing with the nerves because it's not like um and timing right because you always have and everybody says you always have awesome timing like when i first went to a roast battle i didn't even know who you were and you were sitting up at the you're not alone right? okay no but 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 no i was like new to every i didn't know, know anyone but you would like bam you would always uh do a zinger at the last like right it would be perfect perfectly timed which i think is a for comedy is like i'm trying to learn how to even do that or pace yourself or just say something great at the at the right moment well it's great training in roast battle no matter what you're doing whether you're ju- judging and ju- uh hating like i do uh or battling or, and moses uh and the negro wave i mean you have to really uh there's so many moving parts yeah to the show and and it's great training for your stand-up because in your stand-up career You'll never see an atmosphere like that. Like yeah, it's no, pretty it's much, definitely. you know, you on stage, crowds into it or they're not. Yeah. And you adjust. But like with roast battle, 
uh, I, I gotta know. say, jo- Joshua Meyerowitz, he always gets me excited. Like if I'm sitting there, I'm tired. I'll be, I'll look out and I'll turn around and he'll like take a shot. I'll go like, bad all. But he has, he's so intense. Uh, it's awesome. He like energizes, uh, that place. So, well, yeah, and yeah. you know, the few shows he hasn't been there for, uh, whether he had gigs or, uh, uh, couldn't make it, uh, you know, they haven't been good. Yeah. Okay. Cause it's not the same. And you would think, well, yeah, see, like there's a part you, yeah. Joshua, Brian Moses, uh, uh but I mean, I think like like I think I've missed one show in two years when uh, me and Olivia went to go see Alice Cooper. Oh, <laughs> but, uh, but but you know, with my part, like uh, I, I've got great replacements. Uh, you know, Omid Singh, uh, Tom Goss, Connor McSpadden, Keith Carey, and Cena. Uh, they are very capable at replacing me. Uh, yeah, but you're your own person. I mean, you're a huge part of that show, so. Yeah, I mean, then, but like with Meyerowitz, uh, there's no one who could do that like he does. You could get someone else to do it, but uh, it's just not the same because it's it's his uh, man-child energy. Yeah, he's uh, psyched on it. And him and Moses get along great, and yeah. uh, it, it's just uh, some people might look at it, eh, well, what's the big deal? He's just jumping up and down, but it's no. There's like a there's like a, a serious energy to it. It uh, gets the room going. Yeah, and, uh, that's a show where I think you can't just jump right into the battles. Yeah, you, know, you have to have the the Negro Wave is amazing. Last yeah. night they were you know just awesome, and and they had uh, when Joe Dosh came out, they had the Mean Boys Wave uh, okay. <laughs> with, with Connor, Keith, and Tom, and they. We're like a great, you know, antithesis to the Negro wave and the haters, Cena and um, Omid. So, uh, yeah, I think you should definitely get in because uh, they need uh, new roasters. And, yeah. uh, you know, you, cause the, you know, you can't have the same people roasting because the jokes get old. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, like the top 10 is like, you know, uh, and the top 10 roasters are insane. I mean, yeah. uh, Alex Hooper. Yeah, man. I, I think everybody I've seen uh, when I saw a list is like. Gnarly. I mean, uh, really, probably the top twenty-five. Uh, it's almost like the top twenty in uh, college football. Like twenty could be number one. Yeah, uh, I think it seems very hard to write for Russell because I like writing jokes about me, like oh, blah blah blah. But writing about someone else, I think that I don't know if I would, you know. Hey, hey, asshole. Like, I don't think I would do well, but hey, fuck you to, face. Yeah. You know, I yeah, I mean, it's tough because, you know, it, it's like you have to know them. And that makes it almost even harder because, like, you know, last night I had a joke about Joe not getting passed at the comedy store. And he's amazing. And he will be. Yeah, paid. Dude, he's awesome. Yeah, He will be a paid regular there yeah, very yeah. soon. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for the purpose of the show last night i had to kind of throw it in his face so you have to be comfortable like going for yeah you know saying jokes like that and uh yeah you know like when i battled whitney rice uh who's a really good friend of mine uh you know i had to say something about her body and she's beautiful i mean she's like stunning like you she stops people on the street you're like wow who's that girl yeah uh but you basically have to go hardcore for it to be real and a good yeah. show. And, you know, uh, yeah, you have to say things that you really have to do it against a friend. Yeah. Uh, well, if I do roast, I mean, to cut you off, if I do roast, no. I'm going to get rid of my New Balance shoes 
a couple weeks before not wearing them anymore because people are like, Brad, did you give up on women? I'm like, why? Like, because you're wearing New Balance. Like, that's a that's a, a pussy dryer upper shoe. Uh, uh, no, I love New Balance. I know, but, but we can't. We got to keep that down, Earl. We can't. I can't. We can't tell people we like. I wish your audience. Got, I got Nikes today. I've never bought Nike, but me and Rick Costa went to the Nike store. I got on uh, at the Grove. No, and no, we went to big. We went to the one in Santa Monica. Oh, I went to. I've, I didn't. I don't. The Grove. Do they? They have the Grove. Is like. I mean, I've been. I recently went to the Nike store in Santa Monica to. Uh, I'm obsessed with finding this white pair of uh, their skateboarder shoes, but oh, they. Oh, it's, it's not Janik. It's not Janoski. It's uh, not Janoski. Yes. Yeah, he do those. Are, yeah, he has good stuff. But they have like it's a high top, but at the very top of the shoe, there's like a about, sock. Yeah, a three or four inch sock uh, extension. <laughs> uh, and I don't skateboard. I just like yeah. you know. Uh, they remind me. I'm on a elusive search for i think they might have been converse uh okay th this pair of shoe slash boots paul stanley wore in the crazy nights video okay um it, they look like stormtrooper boots oh, okay oh. which by the way uh the uh reebok recently did a very limited edition aliens shoe from the movie Aliens. Okay. They, they came out in two. One was a high top, and then uh, two were a boot uh, that Sigourney Weaver wore in the movie. And they are the most amazing looking shoes, but they only made like 500 pair. Oh, okay. And on eBay, they're going for like $1,200. And I, I'm not okay. Gonna I'm done wearing skateboarding shoes, man. I can't. Uh, my feet hurt after a while. I used to wear them. I just, now I'm wearing. These Nike um, Air Jordans. Um, what Jordans are? The guy that was really good at basketball in North Carolina a while back. But yeah, I mean, not so good at baseball, but uh, <laughs> well, well, I fun. mean, the blacks can't play baseball. Dude. Oh, uh, I'm slipping back into my. Uh, I, I love it when you when you you and uh, Randolph make those uh, impressions. I I met Tommy one time. I went. I signed up for potluck on Sunday, and then Monday night, and then Monday. Uh, Tommy came up to me. He's like, "Are you comfortable?" And I was like, "I think so." And he's like, "Let me get you a coke." And he just went and got me a coke. And then that was it. There was no. I was just like, "I'd like to get up at the potluck," but that was the only time I've ever uh, talked to him. Wow, that's gnarly. Oh, this is oh oh. We're watching a uh, live riot. Uh, this is great. Uh, I, I you know I'm not Red Band. I'm not the Joe Rogan experience. Uh, <laughs> I wish we had video right now because if you did, uh, you know, Joe Rogan Experience, best podcast yeah. uh, in Red Band will pull up this video we're watching right now. I can, we can only visually describe uh, police in Reich are arresting Trump protesters and there's like a mass brawl going on right now. I really hope Trump wins. Uh, I don't care about the guy's policies, but he just it's exciting. For comedy, I think it would be terrible for the country but it would be great for comedy yeah who cares about the country uh see i think he just wants to do it for four years fuck around have fun talk build, shit build his brand and yeah and then four years later he'll be gone in four years he's not gonna be a president for eight years yeah uh and then he'll that first season of the apprentice after he's out it will be wild and yeah. uh he'll probably be the first president that after four years still ha doesn't have gray hair 
He yeah. have an orange mop. Oh, his. So. The, well, then there's a white horse. They just showed a white horse, which uh, brings back great uh, childhood memories. Uh, there was this white horse. You into horse racing at all? Uh, no, but I'll pretend. I, I saw a Black Stallion movie a while back. <laughs> Well, I mean, in the 80s. Go ahead, uh, tell me about it. What? Well, no, there was this. I white... like I like horse racing names. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I like horse racing names, especially if they were uh, a baby of Seattle Slough, the great, uh, legendary Seattle Slough, who was like the Michael Jordan of horses. Okay. Um, any baby or most babies of his, uh, I guess it was a girl. I don't know if it was a girl or a boy. Uh, <laughs> well, dude, right. offspring of Seattle Slough, they would name it. With some slew in the name, like slew of gold, tsunami slew. Uh, but there was a white horse um, called Vigers, uh, and it all its thing was it would always start out dead last. And I employ everyone I've turned this video on to um, gets into it. It is a, I think it's 78 at the Santa Anita Handicap. Uh, it's like probably a 15 horse field. And race starts. Vigers got bumped in the gate. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is uh, last night in Albuquerque. I mean, Trump is just fucking wild, man. Wow. Uh, it, oh, there's Tito Ortiz in the background. UFC fighter. Who'd have, Are you I mean, oh. what? presidential candidate as ufc fighters standing behind him security um but then uh vigers got bumped out of the gate so he's dead last by like literally 20 lengths at one point you can't even see him in the camera shot and then as soon as they uh hit the home stretch you just see this white horse flying on the outside and it catches the lead horse and it ends up winning by like three lengths and uh, so please look up Viger's Santa Anita Handicap on YouTube and you will be amazed. No one has never said this is not the greatest athletic uh, performance I've ever seen. I, I that's cool. I, one thing I do like looking at on YouTube if I get really bored is Russian road rage. It's, <laughs> it's unbelievable. They they have horseback. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Russian road rage. They probably do. Uh, I'm going to pull this video up for you. I'm yeah. going to. Uh, Sorry about that left-hand turn where I made, but uh, no, no, I'm gonna. I, I really wish. Uh, I, God, I wish I had Red Band here right now to do this. But uh, you know, I'm gonna ask you a question. You're gonna talk, and then I'm yeah. gonna pull up this video. So I like Connie Chung. I was the first person I masturbated to was Connie Chung. Let's get into that. The first person I masturbated to was Angie Dickinson. Opening shower scene of the movie Dress to Kill. I don't know who that is. Uh, Angie. Well, how old are you? 43. I mean, I'm 47. So I would think you wouldn't know who she was. She was like a beautiful actress of the 70s and 80s in okay. that TV show, The Police Woman. Okay. Uh, beautiful girl. But uh, let, let me ask you a comedy question because I don't, I don't think people want to hear who we jacked off to as was, kids. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> how, how did you get started into comedy? Was it the typical open mics? Uh, my brother, my brother, um, my my twin brother w works at CBS, and he. What does he do? He's an editor. Um, I forgot what shows he's on there, but he, I hadn't been drinking for like two years, and I want to do comedy, and um, I was taking writing classes. He's like, "Hey, man, there's a guy at work that goes open mics. His name's Byron, uh, Valino, and um, he really got me into, like, I met with him, and then, 
he, he, he was like, I'm taking a, he was taking like a stand up comedy class and I had been taking writing classes. So I was like, Oh, I want to, I want to try a, a stand up class where they teach you to kind of move the microphone away, all that. Um, and then I went to the liquid zoo. Okay. I went to the liquid zoo. That was my first mic ever was a liquid zoo, which is a room that me and my ex-girlfriend started. Now I played the, the video is playing for Brett in the background. Just keep your eye on the white horse. Okay. Uh, you don't even have to touch anything. It's okay. uh, so I did, I did the, the liquid zoo I was, and I remember I had no material and I got up and said, hi, my name is Brett Banta. And I know what to say. So I just kept saying, hi, my name is Brett Banta. And then the bartender turned around and then I just started talking about myself for seven minutes. It was kind of a long seven minutes. And, uh, it can be at the liquid zoo. Trust me on that one. Yeah. And that, um, I'm watching how the horses are jamming right now. But God, what- it already looks like three people are going to win. But the white horse, uh, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, that's. I mean, how how far back uh, this is? And there are my nose, my nose. We got Earl Skakel. Man, 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 man. Oh, the uh, just watch. Can't there. do the announcers. Oh, the the announcing is. Uh, so uh, I mean, look, you, you can't even Where? see the horse in the oh, back. Oh, back there. And uh, wow, that's like that's like three houses behind yeah we're we're watching the santa anita handicap from 78 i know we're all over the place in this podcast but this is like how i like to do it uh nothing like getting listeners going watching a horse race that have you ever made money on uh, betting i've got the greatest uh system to win money at horse racing but uh let's let's watch this race it's almost over but see you can still see in the camera shot here there's a couple horses uh in the lead two mainly uh and then there's about uh three lengths behind them there's a pack about four or five horses Mm -hmm. and they're just entering the home now look at the white horse moving right now you see him Oh, right here. Yeah, yeah. And he's just flying right just now. He slayed I mean, one right there. This is fucking amazing to see this. Uh, and now they're entering the top of the home stretch, which at Santa Anita was a very long stretch. And you just see this bolt of white horse. Just It's like a video game. And he's still 10 lengths back. And they're oh. in the home stretch. And look at this. this. he's got it. And this horse is killing it. Yeah. And look at this white horse just pounding away vigorous, uh, vigorously. Wow. It's... And he ends up winning by two lengths. I mean, it's the greatest performance uh, I've ever seen. Uh, And that's insane. Number two. Number two. And he had a baby. I don't know if it was a boy or girl as well called Vigorous Vigors. Wasn't quite as good. But uh, because that's weird. Like in horse racing, you talk about making money on horse racing. Uh, I think American Pharaoh, which was the last Triple Crown winner. Uh, his babies, and, and I don't know if it's a boy or girl. So okay, uh, but triple crown winner means they won three main races. They won. The uh, although last weekend it was very, uh, very sad. Two horses died. That's what I heard on the uh, radio. Oh, it's brutal. And Why do they kill it if it breaks its leg? I think because uh, it can't wear a cast. I, or something? I just think they're it, 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 unlike humans, and I'm not uh, an equestrian doctor that's for sure but i think when a a horse's body is so powerful but fragile that it's almost unrepairable oh okay uh that's you know and yeah so two horses died not in the preakness but uh the earlier races and uh i mean you know my 
It's tough, man. I mean, it's is it animal abuse, horse racing? It it kind of is. I, I'm afraid of horses. My aunt Joanna was a horse. She would break horses in Texas, so I would watch her get on a on a new filly, and like she get on, she's get on it with no saddle, and like it would buck her around. She'd jump off. Just she'd do that every day, right, to tame it. But um, I like horse racing names, and she got Alzheimer's, and she always mix up the names of the horses. So um. I know there's comedy there somewhere. I just have to mine it. But um, yeah, like she maybe, was a tough uh, lady. Like horses are gnarly. Oh well, I mean, if you've ever, uh, I went used to go to that thing, um, medieval times in Buena <laughs> Park, which uh, I think it was in the Jim Carrey movie Cable Guy. My lady. Yeah. I, 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 watching Game of Thrones, and now when I open the door for a lady with big tits, I always go, my lady. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't stop it. And I don't know what they say for guys, but I just, even if a guy, if I open door for a guy, I'm like, my lady. Cause I just like saying that. Yeah. I mean, it's uh my lady, but you know, to, you, after the show is uh, over, you get to like, look, they bring the horses out so you can look at them and like, okay, sorry about that. Yeah. No, no. They're so fucking beautiful uh, and, and just massively muscled. And uh, it, it's just, uh, it's awesome to see a horse up close. Um, cool. And the size of their dicks are amazing. Yeah, it's kind of intimidating. Yeah, it's funny you said that because I know that you, your, your downstairs is probably five of mine, maybe six. Dude, I it's it sucks, Earl, being average or below average. Like it just in my life, dick wise I, or house wise, dick wise, like just being five point. I think I met it was five point. Six five five point six five is what I am. If I'm tooling around the garage, it's probably three inches. I said this on Kill Tony. I probably shouldn't have done that, but um, like, dude, if 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 my shit was like a lightsaber or whatever, dude, I just walk around wearing shorts, hanging out. Like I would be super confident. I think even when I go surfing, I kind of quickly hurry to the ocean to paddle out. But I mean, you know? it <laughs> and when I when I walk out of the ocean in the winter, if I surf in the winter time. I put my, I carry my surfboard in the front covering so I can get to my car. And then sometimes my roadback, well, here, I'll carry your board, board, Brett. And I'm like, no, 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 I got it. But, um, I, all I'm saying is if like, I wish that it's almost like Brett, if you had one wish, I want my daughters to have amazing health, but it would be awesome to, to have like a John Holmes type situation. Uh, I'd be psyched. So, but you and know, you're, you're stoked. You gotta be stoked. I mean, dude. To have a big dick? Yeah, yeah it doesn't dude, suck. Dude, yeah. No, man, I'm just kidding. Just... Uh, but what's a big dick? I mean, like. Dude, are you kidding me? I'd walk around. Dude, I'd just be like, I, my name is Red fucking Banna. But, I mean, it's like, uh, you know, my dick to a girl who's used to fucking NBA players would be like an Asian's, you know. And, you know, in China, I'd be like an NBA player. It, it's like when I used to be a personal trainer before I did comedy. The other trainers at Gold's Gym in Venice would laugh at me. They were like, what the fuck are you training people for? You don't have any <laughs> muscles. But then I would start training people at gyms in West Hollywood and where I had one of the better bodies. And it was like, you know, so it's like, what's a better body? You know, uh, it's yeah. like anything. It's like, you know, in some rooms, I'm the funniest guy in the room. And in some rooms, I'm the least funny guy in the room. Mm. So, uh, you know, it's just. Yeah, I see. I just, yeah, man, I don't know. I. I uh, yeah, 
I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's why horses intimidate me a little bit. I don't like going to the YMCA when I run at the YMCA. I hate it when there's people just hanging out talking about stocks and they're naked. I just, I quickly go to my locker. I put my fucking shit on. But I guess if people have giant shit, they're, they just want to hang out naked. I think even, even if I had a big dick, I would not, I wouldn't fucking just hang out and talk about stocks or skateboarding just so people could see it. I'm sorry about the left hand turn. But. No, no, but see, this is what I, 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 people are into this. Like, you know, you don't, there's plenty of podcasts out there. They're like, okay, uh, what got you into comedy? Who are your, well, who well. are your inspirations? I mean, I love the doing this podcast because it's how I want to do it. And, you know, people are into it. Great. If people are not, then yeah. listen to someone else's podcast. You know, I do a lot of inside jokes, you know, like the wow. I mean, people, I think after Tommy came on, people go, oh, he's imitating Tommy. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's fun. Just, I just like like doing that. That's that's funny to me. So. Well, I mean, I, I have such an obsession with Tommy because of our uh, interesting relationship relationship. Uh, at times that uh yeah you know but i'm a weird guy like i obsess over uh movies that no one's you know my favorite movie of all time is 52 pickup it's a movie probably most people have never heard of uh but it's just such a good movie and you know uh i love the stallone movie cobra oh my god dude cobra when they get the knives yeah and that guy, I've tried to get that guy in the podcast, Brian Thompson. That's a great shot in the movie when the guy, his nose is bent yeah. with the pantyhose and he looks around one more time looking for the blonde chick and then it shows the boot get up and get into the van and the door shuts. That's a great fucking shot. Yeah, Sorry, I mean, uh, I can't do it, but. Uh, oh, no, he's such a good bad guy. Death uh, Wish. Oh, my God. Which one? I mean, there's like seven. All of, of dude, them. I just love it when he's like. Who the who the fuck are you? And he's like death or whatever. I mean, yeah. Well, I like the one, uh, and it's funny because this guy in real life was like a very famous uh, photographer. Uh, his studio, Kevin Major Howard. Oh, okay. Uh, he was in Full Metal Jacket. Oh, uh, dude, amazing movie. Couple Clint Eastwood movies. Uh, dude, this is. Can I, I'm gonna interrupt you. I'm sorry. Please, please. Someone. This is what's crazy about the comedy store is, like one of the times I didn't go. I saw and it was like, I don't know if it was a red man or someone had a photo and it was like Matthew Modine. And that's the first thing I thought of was he was amazing in full metal jacket. He's just like, he was just hanging out, I guess, watching comedy. You never know who's going to be at the store. But the I lo- full metal jacket is just, it goes from shitty to shittier, like as far as boot camp right. to absolute. De- and I, I read, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not book smart, but I read all the stuff about movies where when, when uh private Powell commits suicide, it, it goes to red on the bathroom wall, blood. And then the next scene doing the transition, of the movie, it's a big Coca-Cola sign with the, um, it shows uh, the prostitute with the red skirt. And I, there's a whole thing about that, which um, who's the guy that did it? Um, Kubrick Kubrick, where he's making a thing between it's a transition from danger and warning from the blood right. of the suicide to, um, Oh, you're gonna. I know you're. You're gonna be like, what are you talking about? No, I love. It is, I don't know about how to break down movies, but I didn't know there was so much thought in like that movie, and like I don't think I think it was shot in England, and they had to they had to they had to fly in plants from the Philippines just to make it look like a jungle. Anyway, no, I love stories like Cobra that. is amazing. Cobra was uh, just. I saw it at a, a theater in West. A double feature Cobra. That and scared me. That Raw movie. Deal. Raw Deal is good too. Isn't that Chicago? 
Yeah, that was, uh, you know, Schwarzenegger. It's not a Schwarzenegger movie a lot of people talk about for some reason because it was sandwiched in between, uh, I think, uh, like Commando and then uh, Predator, which I think came out the next year. I lied. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, Sully. Sully, yeah. I, uh, oh, man, you're you're doing, when you did the, when you, I, I love when you'll do like an old, like a, 80s reference like i just remember those um man cobra was good and uh well cobra was good if you and i love like in the new bud light commercials where they show uh i think the first part of the campaign was troy aikman buying a beer and, oh, huh. and the guy behind the counter is the first bad guy in cobra who uh, got shot in the supermarket oh yes like the typical 80s bad guy yeah. kind of at the in Cobra, he had like greasy black hair, bad skin, like you know Robert Davi, dude. Uh, yeah. And so it's good to see him getting work again, dude. I liked, uh, uh, is it called Blue Steel? It's with the Kathy. It's with the girl with the one chromosome from Halloween. See, I'm thinking of she Blue was a Thunder, but she was a cop. Oh, with Ron Silver, exactly. I want to see you see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the first guy that dies. Is the guy that got all he was in heat and he got all crazy on drugs. He had a he 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 held up the store, not in Cobra, but in blue steel. Anyway, he was just like it was her first kill. And now when was, you say he was in heat, are you talking the De Niro one or De Niro? Burt Reynolds. Because there's a Burt Reynolds heat that I'm uh it's one of my favorite guilty pleasures <laughs> where he's a down and out uh <laughs> Yeah, oh, I can't uh, get enough of that laugh. Deliverance. Uh, where he uh, is a down-and-out bounty hunter in Vegas. And it was came out in 87, and clearly he was like doing any movie he was offered. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, I just love the mid-'80s films. I don't know. I, I, I'm a huge fan of Red Dawn. I probably talked about it too much. but Powers Booth. Yeah, man, Red Dawn was amazing. In high school, people would call me Pony Boy Curtis. I didn't know why. Then I watched The Outsiders, and uh, yeah, I mean, I love The Outsiders. What a cast! Yeah, dude, that was gnarly. Jesus Christ! I mean, yeah, we're gonna um, see Thomas Howell. I'm, I'm trying to get him on. I've because I'm no what trying to get him and Peter Horton on, and uh, they they both have said no because they were both in the great. You talk about '80s movies. The great it was like Star Wars on the beach, uh, Side Out. Oh, okay, okay. Which was like basically a, uh, you know, a rocky volleyball movie. I mean, that's was the crazy thing about the 80s is you had movies like, you know, a major movie by a major studio about volleyball. <laughs> playing, playing with the boys. Yeah. Sorry, that was... Um, that was uh, Explain that to the audience. Well, that one was... That was a uh, when when Tom Cruise was a fighter pilot and uh, Top Gun, and he had to, he was going against um, the other guy from Heat uh, and Top Gun, who's kind of ballooned up a little bit. Um, oh, I forgot his name. I'm doing bad. Other guy in Heat, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. They yeah, and so they had to they had to do a volleyball scene with uh, uh, Rick Rossovich, who uh, he was in. He was uh, Val Kilmer's partner in Top Gun. Uh, okay, I don't like. I get intimidated uh, if I go uh, if I go to the beach or if I go surfing in Huntington Beach. There's always the volleyball people who are all ripped and like. I, yeah, I just, I just try and get get to the ocean surf and then get out of there. 
Um, but I just, yeah, I don't want to deal with volleyball. I'm afraid of volleyball player. You know, that was my parking space, motherfucker. And they're just. <laughs> now, are you a big beach guy or a big no, surfer guy? No, I, you know what? I am. I am a terrible surfer, but I love my, like I I'm skateboarding. I love, but I, it, it sucks to slam on cement. But, um, when I moved out, I drove out here in 1990, uh, with my twin brother, uh, we got a thousand dollars a piece from our rich grandmother. We drove our Bronco all the way out here. Um, we saw the beach. And I'm like, I'm going to go get into a college. I'm going to get come back and, and move here. Um, and I love, I, we go to Catalina. We go diving. I love doing that. I just like being in the water. It's like outer space kind of when you right. scuba dive. Uh, but I'm not, I, I don't have like, dude, if I had a giant dick like you, I'd walk around. I'd surf in a, in a, in a I'd surf in nothing. You yeah, but I mean? you got to know how to work it, though, dude. You got to, like, yeah, you got to have a big dick. And, like, you know, uh, I mean, my mom gave me only advice uh, she gave me on sex was, you know, make the girl happy and, and they'll always come back. And yeah. I could honestly say that that's true. Like, uh, you know, uh, you, you always, uh, you know, like the rat song says, they will come back for more if you're a cool dude. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and the few girls I haven't, uh, you know, just didn't have good chemistry. I don't understand what Hillary Clinton is wearing. Like, dude, her head looks gigantic. Yeah. But like, look at <laughs> it's like she's doing an open mic. Look at her outfit. Like she looks like she consulted uh, Admiral Akbar from uh, <laughs> uh, the Star Wars movies. Yeah. Like, who is designing her wardrobe? Yeah. So you're running for president, honey. You know, wear some Versace or. My dad, he, I, I have trouble listening to her talk because it reminds me kind of my mom. Like, do you take the trash out? You know, like right. just that kind of stuff. But, uh, I mean, she's so unlikable that Trump has a chance at winning and he's unlikable. <laughs> I mean, they're both so unlikable. Sanders, uh, is kind of like Vigors. He's like, yeah, he's yeah, got a he chance just, to like, yeah, he's he, the white, white hair. That's going to win the whole thing, dude. Uh, well, I mean, I, Jesus, he, he wouldn't make it to the inauguration. He looks awful. Uh, can we go backtrack? Sure. Rat, I think, I'm, I don't know all Rat songs. I love round and round video. I like that there's an extra T. I wish my parents gave me an extra T and Brett, but I like Rat. But I some of the times I get confused on the lyrics, but I love round and round. The video's amazing. Still holds up, the song. Looking at you, looking mm -hmm. at me, the, the way, way you move. move. You, you know, know it's easy, easy to, to see, see the, the neon lights, lights on, on you tonight. I mean, we've uh, got a way. way. We're gonna prove it tonight, like Romeo and Juliet. This did he say time and time? I'm yeah. gonna make you mine. Yeah, we've had enough. We've had enough. <laughs> so I mean, you know, I, I don't know what the, this commercial. Sorry, hey, yes. Uh, this is brutal. They're playing the uh, Shriners Hospital with commercial piano. with, like the you know the kid with no legs and the the girl the, the kind of the hot girl with the lobster hand and. You know, no, I mean, I don't know how else to say it. The, the kid with, uh, and then they got oh, this man. kid who looks like Whoopi Goldberg, but he's got no neck. It's like they really, uh, oh, and then the kid drawing with, his, with his fucking feet, and like, how can you not give money? Uh, yeah, it's not really. Uh, and then you got the hot Asian girl with no arm, and the yeah. the the. the kid. She's okay, but and then you, she's the, no Connie Chung. Well, yeah. well, I mean, the Japs and Jews are running the media. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, and then they got this kid. I mean, like this commercial, they really know how to make you feel. I almost emailed them today. Uh, loveshriners.org if you want to 
uh, 19 bucks a month help out uh oh, tell them earl sent you and yeah. uh, <laughs> you know it's and then they show this kid and it's like that commercial with the dogs uh, you know uh sh shelter dogs and they yeah. show the dogs all fucked up one eye no legs uh i almost want to get just donate just to get this blanket uh, that's kind of cool also. so uh yeah these some of these commercials i mean you know when you think yeah this is what makes me feel better about having a bad set in comedy like you look at these kids uh, you know kids playing the piano with his you know big toe because he doesn't have any arms you know a bad set's not so bad yeah that's that was pretty hard to watch actually and now they go from that to a match.com commercial uh where everybody has their arms and legs and yeah and they're all hot trying to bone and you know uh i like the commercial uh, and no one sees this commercial but me it's for values.com which is like a religious uh thing and uh they show these kids playing basketball and the kid touches the ball and it goes out of bounds but they give the ball to his team anyway and they show the kid feeling guilt and he walks up to the coach and goes, Hey coach, I touched the ball. And then the coach tells the ref. And then the one kid is like, you don't have to tell him, man. <laughs> you know, like that's the kid I'd want on my team. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't want the kid who's honest saying I touched the ball coach. Did you play sports in, uh, in, you know, have you played like on teams? Like, I mean, in high school or in grade uh, school, I was dominating because I was the same. I've been the same size since the fourth grade. Okay. I mean, they thought at one point they were going to have to take out my thyroid because I, I literally, in uh, fourth grade, I was 6'1", six, 6'2". Six, you know, I wasn't quite 200 pounds, but, you know, I was, you know, probably 160, okay. uh, which is big for fourth grade. Uh, and I wasn't muscular, but I wasn't, you know, skinny or fat. I was just big. And uh, I, I was like the Shaquille O'Neal of, of grade school. I just basketball. I dominated uh, oh, okay. kickball. I'd like, you know, would hit home runs in kickball. Like would, in our grade school, it was probably a 300 yard uh, fenced in area. I would kick the ball over the fence. Like oh, okay. it was just, it was crazy. And then, and we, in, in our grade school in Beverly Hills, we played tackle football and the cement. No. Uh, I mean, it was like blood sport, uh, and it was crazy that no one got seriously hurt. So it was uh, a pre-UFC type. Yeah. I mean, I remember one time this kid tackled me, and my head slammed against the uh, – I probably had a concussion, uh, and I was just like, oh, okay, I'm fine. Uh, yeah. But then I went to Notre Dame High School in the Valley, and, uh, the you know, I was like, oh, I'll just play football and dominate. Uh, and so the first day of high school football practice, I saw, like, black kids my age, like, six, seven inches taller than me. And, you know, this one black kid was, like, uh, probably six, six, you wow. know, 280 pounds. And I'm like, how old are you, man? And he's like, oh, I'm your age. I'm like, you're on my team. Uh, and I literally walked out of the practice and said, one of the golf tryouts. Because <laughs> I knew I could get on the team, even though I wasn't that good at golf. I, my dad was a member of Bel Air Country Club. So I knew the coach, and he was kind of a you know real swindler. He's a real schwitzer. Uh, I know he, well, if your dad's a member of the country club, can we play there? And uh, so I got on the team, even though I wasn't good enough to play.
That's cool. What what position would you have played football if you kept playing? Well, the one day I practiced, the, the only day I was running back. Oh, and yeah. I did pretty good. Like, you know, I was at like a kind of like a Franco Harris. Uh, yeah, dude. Immaculate reception. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't fast. I wasn't slow. Uh, I, I wasn't necessarily overpowering in the practice. But, uh, you know, I I, I kind of wish. And then uh, my mom, you know, I thought, well, maybe I'll play anyway. And I took the uh, the consent form to my mom and she's like reading through it and she's about to sign it and then at the very last uh line line was uh notre dame high school is not responsible for death or serious injury and she's like you're not playing football oh, fuck, yeah. uh so then i just ended up on the golf team and um oh so you did go to the golf team i did i played and uh, you know they had a rule where every kid on the team had to play one match you know uh to be you know valid i guess for you know the c uh not cia cif okay uh, every kid had to play one match so like the only match i played in you know first hole i didn't think i got a bogey second hole i was like awful and i broke my putter i snapped okay. my putter over my knee and uh so i went to borrow someone else's putter and and like the officials like you can't you have to use your own clubs so for the next eight holes, I had to putt with my it. driver. Oh, shit. And, uh, you know, I was like, I, I must have shot 100 on nine holes. Uh, you know, it was brutal. But uh, that was my athletic career, basically. That's cool. Did you I, play I, sports in high school? No, I mean, I, I uh, my dad wanted me to be a tennis player because he played tennis for Tulane. But uh, I, uh, I kind of stopped after... A benefit of having divorced parents is you don't have to listen to your dad if he lives in another city. So I got a skateboard at uh, Bachman Lake. And uh, actually, when I lived in Mississippi, I got my first skateboard. And then I, that's all I want to do is just skate by myself. Now, but, when uh, was this? What, uh, like the 80s? Yeah, like 84, 85. Which I is think. when skateboarding was just, I mean, people forget how big skateboarding used to be. Like before Tony Hawk. Yeah, uh, no, it was definitely... Uh, man, there was definitely, I mean, out here in California is the Mecca, but there was like, you know, vert skateboarding and Christian soy, all that. I think they're young. Tony Hawk was little, but, uh, yeah, man, I, I mean, Mississippi, there's nothing. So I just had a red coyote three drive or go down. a. I just, my whole thing was swerving in between pine cones and I would do that. And, uh, yeah, man, high school, I didn't, I was in the drinking beer and, Oh, man, yeah, just shooting guns, stuff like that, and making bad grades, unfortunately. Um, but I was just buying my time until I could come out here to the West Coast. Why did you want to come to L.A. This, or to California? Because we would get a we would get Thrasher magazine, and then I would watch Chips, and like there was a shot where both Ponch and John, it was a blue screen, it would show them like they pretended like they're skateboarding. The space shuttle landed out here. I'm like, everything is happening in California. I mean, Eric Estrada had backyard barbecues. Um, you know Eric Estrada? No, but I'm saying on the show he had oh. backyard barbecues. Okay, no, because I met Eric Estrada once at Best Buy. That's insane. Well, I I went in there to buy like I don't know. This is when you could go to Best Buy to buy CDs, right? And uh, I think I was I forget what CD I was there to buy, and I see this guy in a blue shirt, like the kind Best Buy people wear. Yeah, and uh, I tapped him on the shoulder. I'm like, do you know where the CD section is, man? 
And he turns around. He said, "L.A. fifteen, Mary four. Yeah, one uh, M twelve. Uh, Adam <laughs> Baker, uh, or, uh, John Baker. Uh, and he turns around. It was Eric Estrada. And I'm like, oh fuck, I'm sorry, dude. And he's like, and then he walked me over to the CD section. Wow. He was there for an autograph uh, thing. Oh, okay. Signing. Uh, I think Chips had just come out on DVD or something. Oh, okay. And uh, so, oh wow, I thought that was Jamie Andium. Uh, Oh shit! Uh, we're watching some Indian guy on CNN right now, Amanu Raju, political reporter. Uh, so, uh, dude, Ch Chips is so uh, Chips and all in the family. I never really knew my grandfather that well, but we would have ice cream at seven thirty, and we'd watch Chips, and then um, all in the family would come on. So, well, that's, I mean, the, the, they just don't make shows like, you know, I mean, on the, the White Shadow Chips, on oh, the yeah, family, White Shadow, yeah. uh, you know, the Jeffersons. Uh, yeah, Jeffersons you know, is great. Uh, I mean, I never Good watched, Times was amazing. Good times oh, was Good really Times good. was like, that's, uh, you know, forget the Cosby family. Yeah. Uh, good Times was John Amos. He was at the comedy store one night. Is that the, was he the dad? He was a dad. dad in Coming to America. Yeah. And he okay. was also, uh, the warden and, and, and the warden lock, lock up. up. Yeah. And uh, I love lock up. That's another, you know, Stallone, he's made a few stink bombs, but uh, he's made some movies that kind of fly under the radar. Yeah, uh, man. I also have a Copland, dude. Copland, he was. Uh, uh, I liked it. He's a great actor when he plays like, and obviously he's incredibly smart. You don't make $400 million and, and, be an idiot but yeah. like i think stallone probably in real life i'm guessing is a simple person like you mean like like not stupid but like <laughs> he's like he, i almost identify with like i'm a simple person i'm not stupid but i'm not the smartest guy in the world like how long do you think it took stallone to get ways when he was driving it took me about two weeks to, to learn how to use ways probably a lot i mean like it to take you know to figure out my navigation system in the car it was brutal for me okay. uh to, to uh figure out how to turn on this tv i have a weird tv system where i have a direct tv box i have a, a sony tuner and uh you know like a 75 inch big screen and you have to to get the tv to turn on you have to do it in a very synchronized order oh, okay you have to turn on this uh the direct tv box first then you have to turn on the sony receiver first or second and then within 10 seconds you have to turn on the tv with a, a third remote or else it doesn't turn on. If you wait after 10 seconds, you have yeah. to start it all over again. <laughs> and it literally took me three days of not having this TV on to figure out the right sync. There, there's no way if there was ever any rioting, you could, you could walk with this TV. There's no way. It's oh, so no. big. I mean, Oh, the TV I had before was bigger. It was five inches bigger. And, uh, it was like, it's so thick. Like, like this is a thin like there's almost nothing behind it it's just basically oh, okay. a flat screen i can see wolf blitzer's nose hairs like the tv is that good but uh, yeah and this like i was telling you before it, it's not even that nice of a tv i think it was like this tv was like twenty eight hundred dollars which is a lot of money that's a lot of money yeah. but they had uh tvs that were ten thousand dollars 4k oh, okay. curved screens Right. But 4K is kind of a ripoff because there's no programming in 4K. 
Yeah. Well, so yeah. it's like you have to wait. Um, and who knows when it's going to happen? Uh, so that, like you can see this lady's bags under her eyes. Uh, she looks a little green around the gills. This the other guy is a zit. You can see. I mean, high def is, and this guy's a good looking dude. Uh, and you can see he's got a zit on his forehead. I mean. <laughs> Uh, like look at that that thing yeah, that, up uh he's got another one on the side the of his head so uh but you know i love tv so i spring a little i don't want my hair to ever look like that that's why i've been trying to shave it close right i hate when the grays my grays get wider i i wanted to dye my hair but i don't trust the boxes at cvs the guys on the boxes the smiles they just don't it doesn't seem real I, like but I like it when you have gray hair, like if you own it. And, uh, well, I have to. I mean, I, but I, I kind of keep it short so I don't look like the uh, professor from uh, uh, with Michael J. Fox with Rhodes. Oh, right, right, right. right. But I, I like, like, uh, like I have a few gray hairs, you know, I just leave them in. You're not bad, man. I just, I think I have just made me stress or whatever, but I'm, I'm worried every morning uh, there's more and more hair on my pillow. Like on the oh, top, really? and I don't want to have a cul-de-sac or whatever the thing, you know. I, don't, I so I'm gonna have to either if I shave my head, I'm gonna look like Full Metal Jacket boot camp, and I don't like. Uh, yeah, but that. some people like Jeff Ross can carry the bald look. Yeah, I know he can. Yeah, but I have a fucked up head. But yeah. well, what do you mean? Well, I, you know what? It's just the the skulls is flat in the back. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Jeff Ross. Some people look good with shaved heads, man. I, Bruce I, Willis can kind of carry it off. Uh, they're turning my car into Swiss cheese. <laughs> Nakatoma Towers. Oh, I love. Oh, man. That's there's. I mean, but I like speaking of John Amos. Uh, well, I can give him. Well, to I mean, the blacks were running uh, things. What's in that the, guy that was like, oh, uh, Elliot, listen, pay very oh, close uh, attention. Hart Bachner. Is that his name? Uh, uh, who played Ellis? I can give him to you. Yeah, like hey. he was drinking the water. Oh, he uh, no, it's the Coke. It's like oh, great it product placement. <laughs> uh, hey, Hans, you got a problem with the heaps, the Noranawas? You use a gun, I use a fountain pen. How is that? You know that guy messing things around for you? I can give him to you. There will not be a fourth. Yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, Alan Rickman, who just died uh, a couple months ago. God, he was so good. Uh, and that was like he started acting in his early forties. Oh, he did. That gives me hope. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I I'm kind of into the positive thinking thing, and uh, I'm, you know, you can like Samuel Jackson got his first movie at like forty two, and you know, so on and so forth. Okay. So, dude, when you're talking about being positive, like you're always positive, and when you're talking about Brian Moses, I was gonna say I forgot it. Like every time I go to the store. I'll be, I'm moody. I try and hide it and I'll be, I have negative thoughts, but, uh, Brian Moses is always consistently cool. Like he's always smiling. He's always like, Hey, what's going on? No matter what. We just sold the show to comedy central. I'd oh, be he happy did? Oh, too. Okay. But even uh, before that, no, but I mean, he's he just, always there's been, those uh, people that are always positive or like, like jo Joshua too. Like, uh, I got to learn to be more po positive person. I think that's one thing I'm trying to do now is, uh, yeah just be uh it's tough in comedy there's a lot of negativity a lot of rejection well, just in life yeah just in oh yeah there's negativity in life but uh even in the world of stand-up you're always getting rejected for things i mean yeah uh and you just have to have a thick skin and almost like a uh like a iron will to just forge ahead and and uh dude you've been like going for a year like 16 dude. years baby yeah man in the jungles i mean i've 
I'm been, the beginning of my fourth. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, but it's that's the great thing about comedy is it doesn't mean you have to wait another 12 years to make it. You you might make it this year. You might make it next year. You know, everyone's uh, there's no rhyme or reason in the world of comedy. I definitely feel better, even though like Liquid Zoo, those places are there. I do feel better going there. I think it's so fun to try material out on people and just see if you can make them laugh. Like, uh, I just I think it's therapeutic for me and. My twin brother noticed, like, I get my order right at Subway now. I look the person in the face and say, I don't want any cheese. Right. Like, I, and I really do, I'm serious, I do feel more, I got to get a thicker skin, but, like, with road rage and stuff, I try and be calm, but I think stand-up has definitely helped me kind of stand up and say, hey, my order's wrong, or this, anyway. Well, you I, have I'm, I'm appreciative of finding stand-up, for sure. Oh, um, comedy will... Uh, it does suck I, the bomb. I think it helps you in your life. Uh, yeah, no. Because if you can do stand-up, uh, you know, you can do anything in life and, and have it not be that hard. So, yeah, uh, no, for sure. But like if, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's the toughest job in the world. You know, I've said it many times before. You can be in a shitty band and you can be the singer and you can turn around and blame the drummer. Uh, but you know, you're a shitty comic. You turn around, you can't blame the curtain. So that, but that's why it's a great, it's all, it's high risk, high reward. When you bomb, it sucks. Uh, when you do great, it's awesome, you know, cause it's you, it's, you, you know, there's no one to share the success or the failure. It's all you baby. Yeah, no, for sure. I definitely, cause that's words to live by. So where can, uh, people like, I want people to go see where can people find you on Twitter, my Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. My Facebook is Brett Banta with one T. Spell it though, like my fans, uh, you know, they need uh, to be written for them. Um. Okay. So at Twitter, are you on Instagram? I'm on Instagram. Yeah, my on Instagram, I'm uh, Brett Banta with a B, like for Brand Brand of Airlines. Brett Banta. That was an '80s reference. Uh, B-R-E-T-B-A-N-T-A on Instagram. On Twitter, I am B-R-E-T-J-B-A-N-T-A at Brett J. Banta for Twitter. And um, Facebook, do you do Facebook? I do Facebook, yes. Uh, Brett Banta, just B-R-E-T-B-A-N-T-A. And um, So when, when people want to know where you play, where do you usually... Like I promote, I guess, mainly on Facebook and Twitter. Hey, I'll be here tonight. I promote on Instagram. Okay. And um, yeah, I'm just do uh that and Facebook and Twitter and uh I I I I'm helping John this guy John Mitchell do a show. We did our first show at the Westside Comedy Theater on Sunday. We went up against The Cure and um, Game of Thrones, and we still had an awesome crowd like Sam Tripoli and um, Sally Mullins. Uh, where there was like a bunch of comedians, and it was awesome. So I'm trying to help do a monthly show just to try and do something and uh i'll yeah i'll i'm doing um i'll be at flappers again on on the 29th this will air uh, this monday uh so uh so so if you're in uh the burbank area if your car breaks down in burbank and uh you need to you know uh laugh uh that's it i mean Go to Flappers, which is probably the first time I've ever uh, uttered that phrase on this podcast. Yeah, but, I, I uh, knew I was kind of, yeah, I was embarrassed to say it, but I got to. No, I don't like Flappers myself, but. Uh, can I know. tell you what happened? Please do. 
I had friends drive all the way from San Diego and um and to go to Flappers. Basically, my time got cut to they they spent so much money there. They spent like sixty something dollars. But anyway, I didn't bring five people, so they cut my. You know, it's just. Thank you, Barbara and Dave. Uh, anyway, uh, but well, you know, you know, you know what? I should. I, I'm complaining on this podcast, but you but know, that's what? what people want. You know, they okay, want yeah, life. It just it just bought me out that people drove all the way from San Diego, and I wanted to do. I just to get time cut and have not bring. I brought brought three people, not five, and. It was just like, dude, they who did it? Who made that decision? I don't know, but so they came out to me like, they're like, oh, okay, you, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna give you a three minute. I'm like, dude, it's just there's not much time. It's like an open mic. Well, anyway. welcome to comedy, baby. No, I know, I know. I just like, I just when they when, I feel like when people spend money, and and you you you, you I don't know. Anyway, I yeah, but they complain. don't care about that. You know? I know. Yeah. But, uh, but you my know. name is Brett Bantz. So I'm gonna be positive. Earl, you rock, man. I mean, you have one of the best names ever, dude. You and Earl Campbell share that name. Yeah. Oh, I love that the commercial Earl Campbell used to do for Skull. He did? Skull uh, chewing tobacco. And uh, I forget the gist of the commercial, but his only line was he looked into the camera at the end and said, Skull, brother. No uh, way. Almost as good as the Moses Malone Nike commercials. Dude, he used to live down the street from me. Moses Malone? Yeah. Legendary. Yeah. And yeah. AJ Foyt, who was a race car. Oh, uh, Andy Five Hundred. He was my favorite. Uh, Red Coyote Three. I mean that, like the eighty mid eighties, early eighties. I just lobbed on to these kind of like weird celebrities, like AJ Foyt, uh, Moses. Yeah. Not that Moses Malone was a weird celebrity, but uh, I was a huge <laughs> uh, motocross uh, fan. Oh, and, dude! Uh, yeah. The great. Rap, 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 rap. Legendary Bob Hurricane Hannah. Dude, Crash and Burn magazine. Do you remember that? I remember. Well, there was so one amazing. magazine. I think it was BMX something Plus. or BMX motocross or. And I was just there was another uh, Chandler. I forget his first okay. name. Was it Bob Chandler? Uh, but uh, Bob Hurricane Hannah was like the Wayne Gretzky of uh, motocross writers at that time. And uh, the I just I don't know the guy's name, but the announcer okay. was unbelievable even if you didn't like motocross the way he would call the uh he was just such excitement he reminds me of the buffalo sabers announcer rick generette where even if you don't like hockey uh you would l watch buffalo saber games just to hear him call it because he was just so over the top and a lot yeah. of people don't like that they just want a straight call uh yeah but uh earl campbell and Evil Knievel both yeah. just destroyed in the Astrodome. They did amazing. They did the jumps. They scored touchdowns. This com comedy's tough. Earl didn't even laugh. You guys, oh man. Well, no, I'm not. I'm. It's not. Uh, I I remember that. You know, the uh, I think he did jumped over like 14, 15 buses. buses. Uh, and like and the, the handlebars ripped from his hand when his first tire goes out. Uh, oh, and, uh, and, and then, then you look like you're just have cerebral palsy, like until you can. Oh try and grab the hands. I mean, yeah, you don't, that's, it was just, I I think we're lucky being, anyone in their 40s who got to grow up watching that shit in the 80s was like, you know, Evil Knievel jumping Snake River, or the, yeah. the fountains at Caesars Palace. You don't have stuff like that today. Like, yeah. Uh, Morton Downey Jr. shows with people. Yeah, Wally night. George. I was a Wally George guy. Wally George was long before Morton Downey, but okay, Morton Downey got that. bigger. There's actually an episode where Morton Downey came on the Wally George show. Okay. Uh, and uh so well dude 
Thanks for coming down. Dude, I'm I'm We could go for another hour. But I what, what like I tell everyone is I find that an hour is the optimal. No, no, we're going longer, Earl. No, I'm kidding. Uh well we should, but I like people to want to go I want that guy back or girl. Yeah, uh, down the line, man, if I have a podcast, I'd love to talk to you more about um the TV show Incredible Hulk and and how I like I think Japanese stewardess are, are there are, there are gods, Japanese stories. Oh, yeah. So. Well, you know who the original uh, uh, Incredible Hulk was, right? I mean, Lou Alfred, um, uh, Bill well, Bixby? No, it was... Uh, yeah, that that Incredible Hulk, uh, Lou Ferrigno certainly uh, was pr- probably the... Most well-known. But uh, Richard Keel... I don't know that. Uh, well, you do. It's just uh, he was Jaws and the James Bond movies. No. Dude, we didn't even talk about James Bond. Well, oh, that's so why you're going to come back. But he was yeah. the bad guy in, I believe it was Spy Who Loved Me and Moonraker. Moonraker was unbelievable. Um, well, they kind of turned him into a cartoonish character in Moonraker, like a little bit of a funny like Spy Who Loved Me, he was more like a badass. Okay. And then Moonraker, they they kind of like let's make him a little bit uh, buffoonish. Uh, okay. I like the I like the, the my favorite uh, real quick the. But he was the original Incredible Hulk. But they when he got him in costume, uh, they found that he wasn't even though he was a massive dude, he wasn't muscular enough. Okay. I dude, I love Bill Bixby when he's walking to get gas in a gas station and a motorcycle shows up. Motorcycle gang, you know something bad's gonna happen, and then he's gonna blow up. I know where where time is. No, no, no. Thank I mean, I love, but I love talking about. Uh, I've always wanted to do a book uh, about original roles. You know, like a lot of people don't realize that uh, Kevin Peter Hall, who died of uh, AIDS in 91, he was the predator, uh, and it was a blood transfusion. Uh, John Claude Van Damme actually filmed like two or three days, and he was the original predator, but he couldn't walk in the outfit. Oh, okay. So, uh, and there's many, you know... uh, uh, stories like that. Okay. You know, like, uh, what was it? Uh, Richard Gere owes John Travolta everything because John Travolta passed on American Gigolo and Officer and a Gentleman. Dude. Th- when Richard Gere came. Wait, one day we got to talk about Officer and a Gentleman. I love that shit. I met. D-O-R. Yeah. Uh, I met so the. Hardcore. His, the, the Hispanic. His, his real name is Tony Plana. Uh, the, remember the short Cuban Hispanic yep. yeah. uh, officer De La Serra. I forgot what it was. Yeah. Uh, well, the thing was Lou Ferrigno kept fucking, not Lou Ferrigno, Lou Gossett kept <laughs> fucking up his name in the movie. And then oh. at the very end, when they give out the, the wings, he says his name right. And it, oh. I start crying. It, that's such a great scene. Uh, I He was the father. And you talk about, yeah. you know, replacing... Uh, guys in roles he in the rob schneider show on cbs he was the original uh father-in-law so they film a pilot he, and uh it, it was a big deal for him because it was the first time he got to be in a, a tv show with his real life wife oh, okay. and they, they make the pilot rob was great the cbs executives look at it and go this guy's not funny enough we got to reshoot the pilot so they replaced Tony Plana and his real life wife with Cheech. Oh no way! And uh, uh, the, like I think it was like a legendary Hispanic actress, and uh, and then the show got on the air. So I, I love stories like that, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, well, we spoke of Cobra. You know, Cobra was uh, oh, it's the best. 
uh, Cobra was uh, pig. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop. It was the it was a the script for Cobra was originally like the script for Beverly Hills Cop, and then Eddie crazy. Eddie Murphy got Beverly Hills Cop, so Stallone took what was basically the script for Beverly Hills Cop, changed it around a little bit, and turned it into Cobra. Okay. So, uh, Brian E. Thompson, if you're out there, I want you on Inappropriate Earl. You were the night slasher in Cobra. Let's, you know, and I'm sure he's sick of talking about the movie, but uh, he's also in a New York lottery commercial right now. Okay. I love seeing, like, shit like that where, uh, you know, you're like, oh, my God, that's the bad guy from Cobra in a New York lottery commercial. (laughs) Uh, so Brett, do you're a good dude? Uh, well, well, I mean, f- listen to the Tommy Morris episodes to get the impression we've been doing the last hour. See, early, I mean, thank you for having me, dude. This is awesome, and, dude. Thanks uh, for coming down, and uh, you know, this will air uh, in a couple days on Monday. Uh, so go to that show at uh, the 29th on Flappers. Try and get in for free because I'm definitely not trying to make Flappers money. La uh, 15, Mary 4, Mary 5. Thank you, Earl Skakel. Yeah, one uh, am one am 12. This is Officer Baker and Poncherello, uh, Sergeant Control. We're in pursuit of a black guy. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, there were no black guys on chips. Uh, I mean, you talk about fiction. Uh, but uh, this has been Inappropriate Earl, uh, SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, follow uh, Roast Battle as well. That's on Comedy Central soon. But battle. You can- battle. 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 Follow Josh Meyerwitz yeah. on Twitter. Brian Moses on Twitter. Uh, I think he's at Race Banning uh, on Twitter. It's not at Brian Moses. And... Uh, you know, Jeremiah Watkins, the leader of the Negro Wave, uh, Jamar Neighbors, Willie Hunter. I mean, there's so many. Jeffrey Ross is the leader. Uh, and uh, that's going to be on Comedy Central sooner than uh, later. Uh, and, uh, I'll, you know, I'm at the Comedy Store a lot. So just uh, you guys know where to f- follow me. So uh, Earl Skakel, Brett Banta, over and out. Yeah.